Okay, good morning. If your vast education could not construct one tissue cell or direct expansion, how could your frontier education construct 400 trillion cells and direct all human functions simultaneously, which cross through them continuously? All of this educated man frankly admits he cannot do until some part or parts get sick. Then everything is reversed. Now he is the great magician. He can bring healthy rabbits out of the sterile silk hats, plaster conglomerate somethings on the outside, Run, rub something on the skin, inject multiple concoctions in the buttocks or arms, take endless kinds of pills in mouth, apply any one of a thousand stimulative or inhibitive treatments to body, and presto changeo, external changes internal from sickness to health, from abnormal to normal, all because of what he did. If you educationally can do none of all these things, why blow up and brag about your magnificent egotistic education and play down as insignificant sympathy, reflex action, subconscious, non-conscious, unconscious, is innate, is innate, which isn't it innate, which does all these things. If innate does all these things, to the perfection it does, why should infinitesimal education coax, cajole, wheedle, flatter, suggest, urge, whip, delude, deceive, goad, stimulate, inhibit, or command innate what to do, where to do it, when to do it, how to do it, or why to do it, when education is admittedly incapable? So what that's trying to say is that innate's on the job. Right? Innate is always on the job. And just like we've been talking about all quarter long, you know, patients will come in and you have no idea what will happen to them. Right? You cannot predict, you cannot guess, you have no crystal ball, and I even tell it to patients, how long is this going to take? And what I usually do, especially if I've made some good rapport with them, is to say, you know, my crystal ball is broken, so I cannot use it right now, so I have no predictive ability whatsoever. I said, I know what one thing I can do, and that is that I can remove these subluxations and make your body work as good as it can, right? As good as it can. Now, what, what that good is, I don't know, but as good as it can. You know, that leads me to another point. I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day, um, and one of the speakers was saying something that was kind of like this, and he said, you can choose to live your life hard, easy, or easy, hard. That's interesting. Hard, easy, or easy, hard. And I was intrigued to see what he had to say about that. And he said, if you live your life hard, easy, that's the way to live it. Because what that means is, in the beginning, what do you got to do? You got to put the time, energy, and effort into it, right? The blood, sweat, and tears, as they call it. You got to work unbelievably hard in the beginning. Whether you're here at Life University, or you're in your own practice, whatever it is. If If you work really, really, really hard, and you focus in on things, and you create the discipline of the things that you want, then what happens? Life becomes easy now. Hard, easy. But too many of us in this culture, and he was saying this too, too many of us in this culture, they do not live the hard, easy life. What do they choose to live? The easy, hard. I'm going to take the easy road out. I'm going to do as little as I can to get the grades. I'm going to see the bare minimum number of people in clinic. Right? Instead of like busting up some records and getting, doing PRs for yourself and saying, how many I can see this week? How many new patients can we start? I'll just get the, okay, what do I need? I got this many people. I only need three more visits a week to do this. Yeah, so I'm just going to do a bare minimum, just squeak by. That's called easy hard. Because then you're out in the real world and all of a sudden life becomes really hard. Because when it was supposed to be hard, you made it easy. Right? 
It's supposed to be hard now. Life is supposed to be hard, so it becomes easier later on. Right? Is now is the time to put the energy and effort in. Now is the, the time to study as much as you can. Now is not the time to put your feet up and rest on your laurels. Now is not the time to just do all these other extracurricular kind of things and not focus on chiropractic because you are sharpening the saw. You are, you are, the, what happens to a piece of coal is, it, is under pressure, it creates a diamond, right? But you have to put unbelievable amounts of pressure on that piece of coal to create that diamond. If you just go like this, eh, I'm just gonna push a little bit on this coal. Like this, you're not gonna create a diamond, right? You're just gonna create a mark in the coal. So it's up to you as to how you wanna take this, right? How you wanna take the last year, year and a half or so here at Life University. Do you wanna coast? Like, I've talked to some students, and like, I just wanna take it easy. It's been so, you know, it was crazy. I just wanna take it easy. This is not the time to take it easy. This is the time to go all out. Right, to go all out, to get what you want, to go what, what, whatever it is you're after. And I'll tell you what I'm after, and I'm after six experiences that I've had this week. So I wrote down six different kids that I want to talk to you about. <clears throat> the first one is a beautiful little girl who was just born the other day, and her mom's first labor was like this all-day thing, and all these kind of problems, and the kid was born early, blah, 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 blah. She's under chiropractic care her whole pregnancy. Her entire, this her second baby, her entire labor was an hour and a half. She's like, she sends me the picture, an email, a beautiful little girl, and she says, obviously, she said, first off, here's your next patient, right? So she's already got it. Here's your next patient, and labor's only an hour and a half, and obviously all those chiropractic adjustments made a huge difference, right? Right? That's, that's called hard easy, right? Right? I put the time in and the end, not patting myself on the back, right? but I'm just saying I, I want you to follow a path. Right? I, am, I want to be your, your role model. So I put the time, energy, effort in before so that I could do this now. Right? Next child. That little boy, he comes into me Monday afternoon. And I, this, this kid's amazing. I love him. I've adjusted him since he was like two and a half, and he's about five now. <coughs> And he comes in and I just says, I love you, Dr. Rubin. I said, I love you too, buddy. And he said, I have a present for you. I said, oh, that's so sweet of you. And he goes into his little pocket and he's going like this. I'm like, what on earth is he getting? And he pulls out this itty bitty little leaf, this tiny little leaf. And he gives it to me. And he says, this is a trophy leaf. This is a trophy leaf. I'm giving this leaf to you because you're my hero and I want you to have it. And this is my trophy too. I picked it for you myself. I was like, and this, this tiny little thing, I'm like, what am I going to do to save this, right? So I had this idea as I took a, a sticky note, and I turned the sticky note like this, and I put the leaf right on the little sticky part of the sticky note, and I said, okay, buddy, now sign your name over here. And he signs his little name. And, I, and he said, wait. And he gives it to me, and I said, I'm going to keep this forever, buddy. And he said, no, wait a second. Give it back to me. He said, give it back to me. He puts hearts and stars around his name. Aww. Hard, easy. Right? Next was a little boy. Yesterday he comes in in the afternoon. And uh, have you guys seen those things, uh, patient media has them and stuff where it's like the little spine, the spine model, there's four different like pairs of vertebra. You have normal and then not very good and bad and then really bad. And then these little magnetic things that clip underneath it, right? So he gets a hold, I, I don't know how he's doing this, I didn't watch this. Somehow he got a hold of 
the, the one of the little paired vertebra, and it has a little bag underneath it. And there's, we have these pens in my office that have these chains on it. And somehow, the chain got stuck onto the bottom of the vertebra like this. And he was holding it like this. And, he, and he's shaking the vertebra, and the pen is going back and forth because it's stuck magnetically <coughs> to, the, to this thing. And he says, Dr. Rubin, come here. And he came over and he said, Dr. Rubin, what is wrong with this pen? Because he doesn't know magnets, right? <coughs> he's like four years old. He goes, what is wrong with this pen? And the, everybody in the office was just cracking up because it was just a cute, if you hear his little voice, like, what's wrong with this pen? It's this cute little, like, three-and-a-half-year-old, four-year-old voice. It's just, everybody was just hysterical listening to that, right? Hard, easy. Next is another little boy. <clears throat> um, he came in with absolutely horrible reflux and torticollis, which very often go together. And um, he was, like, three months old when I first met him. And uh, yesterday, when he came in, um, he's doing so much better now. No more torticollis, no more reflux. But he loves hu hugging me. Uh, and now he will not get adjusted without me holding him first. So the mom sits down on the chiropractic bench, and he sits on mom's lap, and he goes like this. Right? right that's his first thing. It's like this. And we, we were looking at this, and it was just the cutest thing. I'm like, what? The mom's like, I think he wants you to hug him. And so I gave him a hug like this, and I, I took, put him off, off the lap, put him on my lap, gave him a little hug, put it, gave it back to mom, and he's like. <laughs> so I had to hold him for like a couple of minutes before I adjusted him, because he just wanted to be in my arms. Like hard, easy, right? <clears throat> the next one's another little boy, similar kind of situation. He's about three and a half. He's been getting adjusted since bef before he was even born, when he was in the mom's womb. And... Um, he, his, uh, his little sister had gotten adjusted that day, an extra adjustment because she wasn't feeling very good. So he was already adjusted this week. But he, would, he could not figure out why I wasn't going to adjust him. Right? So the, the mom and the sister and the dad and everybody else are about to leave. And he's like, no, I can't leave. I can't leave. He's like, just, 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 just. And nobody can figure out what he's like, what he's saying, right? And he's like crying, tears out of his eyes, and he's pointing to me and he's saying, just, 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 just. And finally, the mom figures out, oh, you want to get adjusted? He's like, just, just, just. And so we sit him on, on the table, and I check him, and he was totally clear, but I check him anyway, and then he's just like, hi, fine, totally fine. Right? <laughs> he's like, I can't leave without getting adjusted. I can't leave without Dr. Ruben looking at me, right? Hard easy. And the last one I'm going to talk to you about is this other young lady. I adjusted her, I've been adjusting her since when she was in mom's belly. So she's now almost 10 years old, uh, maybe like nine, something like that. So she comes in yesterday, all excited, school's out, um, and she's, she is probably one of the most outgoing, gregarious, like personality plus girls. Like she just walks in and she's like, ta -da! That's just, you know, her personality. And she, she walks in. And we adjust her, and she's, um, she, she, writes, she writes me, she, every time she's there, she writes something for me. And this time, she, she, she learned cursive this week in school. Because it's fascinating. They usually don't do cursive, but they have nothing to do this week in school, so they taught the kids cursive, uh, which I guess is a helpful thing. So she writes something like, I love you, Dr. Ruben. And she says, look, it's cursive. Um, and she gives it to me. And then she says, and then it's, you know, I'm done with her whole family. Everybody's about to leave. She's like, wait, Dr. Ruben, hold on a second. 
And I said, what? She said, you lie down. I said, what? She said, you lie down. It's about time somebody adjusts you. <laughs> so I said, all right. So, and the mom's like, you don't have to do this, doctor. And I said, no, it's totally cool. It's totally cool. I want to see what she does. So she lies down, and we have those chiro clickers, right? So she's like, she's, she's, and we do activated protocol, and, she's, and she knows it. So she goes, all right, doc, put your hand on your back. Put your, she does the whole thing, right? Knows every single thing that I do. It goes through the whole thing, clicks me here and there on my, on my back. Um, didn't do leg checks, because I had to take points off of that. Um, but, uh, but she did, the, the hand motions were very good. And then she comes up, and she puts her hands on my shoulders and starts massaging my shoulders. It's not face down. And this girl's got hands. Like, for eight, nine years old, I was like, holy cow. And it's not just like that she was good at just doing this. It was just something behind it. You get it? Like, you know, we talked about early in the quarter, one of BJ's things is that they adjust with the extra something, right? That, that something, right? She's got that something. And I feel this energy in her hands. And I said, young lady, you've got talent. Like, this isn't... And mom's like, oh yeah, she loves giving. I said, this isn't just about massages, right? This is way higher than just a physical performance of smooshing someone's shoulders. This is something deep inside of her. And we've already decided that she's going to be a chiropractor, as most of my young patients are. Um, I'm going to be very, very busy. Most of, I, I can't wait 20 like, years from now that this class will be filled with some of my patients um, that were little, little kids, and then now they all grew up. But she's got some kind of gift. And I said, and she's like, really? And I said, yes, really. I said, you are gifted. There is something way, way, way talented about you, young lady. And she's like, oh, you know, she, you can see, like, just made her feel really good, right? Hard, easy, right? This is your choice. This is your choice, right? What kind of life do you want to live? If you would prefer, like most of your classmates who are not here at the moment, if you will prefer to sleep versus to come to class, if you prefer to do nothing at, rather than study, if you prefer to listen to junk on the radio than listen to good quality podcasts or Zig Ziglar or Tony Robbins or something like that, if you prefer to not go to chiropractic seminars on the weekends and just go out and party, if that's how you prefer, then you're living a life easy, hard. And don't complain later on when it's hard because you're living the life you are working right now. But if you want the other way around, then do the other way around. That's hard, easy, which means that you've got to decide that my life 20 years from now is worth my sacrifice today. That the disciplines I put in place my life right now will create the life of your dreams later on. The life of your dreams will not be an accident. The life of your dreams will be completely on purpose. And if you're not living the life of your dreams, it's only one person's fault. That's because you didn't direct yourself, right? You didn't direct yourself, right? Just like, just like when, when you all use, we all use our phones for Google Maps or whatever, right, for navigation, right? But there's a couple of things you need to know when you're using Google Maps, right? The first thing the phone finds out for you is where you are, right? It's got to know where you are. The second thing is you got to know what? Where you want to go. And then there's a map to get there, right? There might be several different directions. So I'm not saying that every map is going to be straightforward like this. There's only one way. There's usually a couple different directions you can go, right? <clears throat> but you got to know that one piece, right? The phone will know where you are. 
right? And the phone will give you the directions because you don't know where to, how to get there. But you've got to know that one thing, and that's where you want to go, right? And where you want to go is determined right now. So your life, 5, 10, 15 years from now, is determined right now. And you might not think that. A lot of people are very disconnected from their future life. Like, oh, that's later. I don't have to worry about it. That's later. Later is right now, right? What's in your bank account 20 years from now will be determined by what you're doing right now, right? The kind of practice that you have 20 years from now will be determined by what you're doing right now. And you can make an about face at any point in time, right? There's the plasticity of life, just like you know, there's plasticity of life. You can make an about face and change things. But why wait to have issues before you just go soaring to the sky the way you should, right? So that's what I want you to impress upon you is like I can I can keep on going with these names. These are just six kids and that it just kind of came to me this morning when I was thinking about hard, easy, and easy hard. But I want to impress upon you how important this is for you to spend the time now working hard and doing the things that you have to do, right? One of my favorite sayings from Zig Ziglar is if you do the things you have to do when you have to do them, eventually you'll get to a point in time when you do the things you want to do when you want to do them. But first comes the have to's, right? So do the things you have to do when you have to do them so that later on you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. All right, cool.